This morning we have a guest preacher, um, <laughs> and the guest preacher is a preacher that has preached the most in this church. It is Rob Rufus. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Rob and Glenda pre-recorded a message this week from Australia. Uh, we had planned this for many months in advance, that the second week that Rob and Glenda were away, they would preach into the house. So. Uh, we're very, very excited to not be welcoming them physically, but be welcoming them digitally. So there's an NFT of Rob you can buy, and <laughs> it was a crypto joke. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I wonder if we could just all turn to this camera over here, and I know they're going to watch us back and just say, Hi, Rob and Glenda. We miss you. We love you, and we're looking forward to being ministered to you, uh, by you, from you. Who are you uh, this morning? Wonderful. So um, I know Robin Glenn aren't here, but for our sakes, let's give Robin Glenn a round of applause as we. Good morning, City Church. Uh, yeah, good morning, City Church, all the way from Australia. Uh, it is such a pleasure for us to be greeting you this morning. Yes. Uh, just such a pity we can't see all your faces. But your faces are etched in our hearts, yes. um, especially on our farewell Sunday that we had together there with you. Such a wonderful oh, time. What a beautiful time it was. We, we were so ministered to, and we just love you guys so much, and we miss you a lot. I know that you'll see pictures up on Instagram, and it looks like we are just having the most fantastic time. Well, we are having a good time being back here with our family but that doesn't reflect the inside of our heart and how we are missing all of you. Yes. And Rob and I are praying for all of you, even though we are doing a lot of admin stuff just to get ourselves settled here, but, and it's going really well. But, um, yeah, <laughs> we just we, we can't come here and just forget about you. It's absolutely impossible. You cannot sow 18 years of your life into a church and then walk away easily. So we carry you in our hearts and we love every one of you. And we listened to, hey, we listened to last Sunday's preach with uh, Sean giving a preach yeah. and it was fantastic, you know. We just loved seeing those that we could see on the camera but we so enjoyed the message and how he just unpacked uh, the uh, practicals of what the anointing is. And uh, yeah, today you're going to hear another message, a great message from Rob. <laughs> and so enjoy it and just know that we carry you everywhere that we go. And we look forward to seeing you again. Please, you, you're welcome to write to us and um, communicate with us and whatever. So we love you. Have a fantastic day today and know that you are so loved by God. You are his beautiful sons and daughters. And so CCR, we love you. We love you, Sean and Bonnie, and we love Hong Kong. And we miss you already. We do. <clears throat> it, well, was so, it was so amazing watching the uh, last Sunday service. You know, I was not sure, you know, how many people would come back and and then Sean let us know that the service was very well attended, and uh, we watched it uh, on our big TV on, on YouTube, and we were deeply emotional and excited, uh, just about, you could feel the fun in the room, 
a lot of spontaneous laughter and uh, people just loving each other. And uh, we just missed you. And uh, Sean did such an outstanding job in preaching on recognizing the anointing and the anointing recognizing you. So um, it's my joy today uh, to talk to you uh, on the anointing and continue on the anointing. And uh, I really want to speak about uh, how to live in the Spirit uh, and walk in the Spirit. And so, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray for the Spirit of wisdom and revelation that will bring joy and impartation and power and freedom and liberty continuously and increasingly for the people of City Church International Hong Kong. Father, we thank you for such a faithful people and such a humble people and such a loving people and such a generous people as City Church. And we ask you to reveal and unveil your love so deeply and powerfully in this message today. So we reach out from Australia right into your hearts in City Church in Hong Kong. And so we bless you this Sunday morning in Jesus' name. You know, many years ago, I used to read from Galatians the, the, the phrase, the verses that said, so walk in the Spirit and live in the Spirit. And I really didn't know what that meant, and I didn't understand it. But now I do, and God's given me some revelation. So you can either walk in the Spirit or you can walk in the flesh. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, how to live in the Spirit, how to walk in the Spirit. What is that? And how to be free from walking in the flesh. That's The Bible's very clear that Christians are either living and walking in the Spirit, walking in the anointing, recognizing the anointing, and walking in the anointing, or they're walking in the flesh. There's nothing in between. There's nothing neutral. We're either walking in the anointing, walking in the Spirit, or we are walking in the flesh. So let me, let me explain just how simple it is. It's not difficult to know what walking in the Spirit is and walking in the flesh is. You know, walking in the Spirit is simply this. It means your life is focused on God's grace. It means your life is focused on everything how God sees you is through the eyes of His grace and His kindness and His love. It, walking in the Spirit is focusing on the gift of righteousness. It is focusing on you are righteous in God all the time. And when you focus on grace and focus on the gift of righteousness and the Father's love, you are inviting the anointing. The anointing is attracted to that. And the anointing starts empowering you and liberating you. And you begin to move into higher and higher levels of the supernatural of God for daily life. Now, walking in the, in the flesh simply means that you're focusing on the law. Walking in the flesh it simply means you're focusing on the law, you're focusing on condemnation, you're focusing on your faults, you're fo focusing on your mistakes, and so you're focusing on things that make you feel ashamed. That is walking in the flesh, and that destroys the supernatural, it destroys the anointing of God, and it leads you into a much more sinful lifestyle. You see, people who walk in the flesh do not understand that they're going to walk in less and less anointing and then no anointing, and they're going to struggle with sin, you know, you know trying to overcome uh, sin 
by the law and by the flesh is like trying to put out a fire by pouring petrol on that fire. But when you walk in the Spirit, which is focusing on grace and the gift of righteousness and the Father's love for you, and, and, and that he, he sees you only in grace, and He sees you through eyes of perfect uh, love, when you focus on that, it attracts the anointing, and the power of the anointing begins to liberate you to victory, to joy, and to the blessing, the blessing of God. So let me just read you the scripture. The first scripture will come up on your screen. It's in Galatians 5.18. It says, but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Very powerful. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The way not to be under the law is to be led by the Spirit, to recognize the anointing, to be in focus on grace, to be in focus on Jesus and of the gift of righteousness. When you focus on the right thing, you will walk in the Spirit. And whoever walks and lives in the anointing is not under the law. The way to not come under the law is to live in, in the Spirit. Now, why is it so important not to come under the law? Because being under the law brings death to miracles. Being under the law brings death to vision. Being under the law brings death to dreams. It brings death to freedom. Why? Because the law, the Bible says, is the power of sin. And we're going to read this right now as you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56. It's coming up. On your screen, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56. You're going to see that the law has a sting. Notice the word in Scripture, sting. If you've ever been stung by a wasp or a hornet or bees, it is not a pleasant experience. It's extremely painful. Now, coming under the law will bring the sting of death into your life. It'll be death to your dreams, death to healing, death to miracles. You cannot walk in the flesh and hope to be healed. You must walk in the Spirit, and you have to live in the Spirit. But if you live in the flesh, if you live focusing on condemnation, shame, guilt, law, there will be a sting of death in there, and it will bring death to your dreams, death to healing, death to vision, death to freedom. So let's read 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 56. It says, The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. The power of sin is the law. So the law gives sin a sting of death that will stop the anointing, stop joy, stop freedom. But when you walk in the Spirit, you are not under the law. And you rely on focusing on grace. You say, Rob, how do I walk in the Spirit? Don't try to walk in the Spirit. Focus on grace. Focus on God's love. Focus on the gift of righteousness. Focus on the new covenant. Focus on the finished work of the cross. When you focus on those things, the Spirit of God will lead you. The Spirit of God will recognize you. The anointing will recognize you. You'll recognize the anointing, and you will grow big on the inside, and you'll become bold and confident because you're not looking at yourself, and you're not looking at the law, and you're not looking at your failures. You're looking at grace 
the gift of righteousness and the power of the Lord will come upon you and you'll walk in the Spirit and you'll see that sin will become less and less an influence in your life. Patterns and habits that once controlled you, they'll get smaller and smaller and gradually you will overcome the works of the flesh because you're not walking in the flesh, you're walking in the Spirit. It's so wonderful. So if you're led by the Spirit, you are not under the Lord. So let's look at the most famous verse in the Bible on being led by the Spirit. We're reading now. We're going to Romans chapter 8 from verse 14. And you'll see it come up on your screen. So it says in the Passion, it says, The mature children of God, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. Uh, there's, a, there's a walking in the Spirit when you're not walking in the flesh, when you're not focusing on condemnation and guilt and shame and the law and the sting of death that's in the law. Now you're not being stung because stinging makes you feel numb. It puts poison into your system, toxics into your system. But when you're walking in the Spirit, there is no sting of death. There is no sting of the law making you feel numb. Now you're walking in the Spirit focusing on grace and the beauty of His face, and suddenly these impulses of the Spirit of God, suddenly this clarity, there's an anointing that is boldly moving you forward in your assignment, and you're walking in the right direction into your vision of greatness. And so it says the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty, leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, leading you back into the fear of not being good enough. You're not under that when you walk in the spirit. But you have received the, the spirit of full acceptance, enfolding you into the family of God, and you will never feel orphaned, for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. And since we are his true children, we qualify, please hear this word, we qualify because of grace, because of living in the Spirit, we qualify to share all his treasures, for indeed we are heirs of God himself. And since we are joined to Christ, we also inherit all that he is and all that he has. We will experience being co-glorified with him, provided we accept his suffering as our own. We need to accept the suffering that Christ went through on the cross, where he completely canceled the law. And, and, and stopped and took the law off our lives. And he removed the curse of the law and brought us into the grace of God and into the blessing of God and into the supernatural spirit of God. Listen, walking in the spirit will attract the inheritance of God into your life. But if you walk in the flesh, you cut off your inheritance. You cut off the blessing of God and you stop the blessing of God because of the sting of death. I want to read to you a beautiful verse here that is in Matthew, um, uh, sorry, 
Uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 14. Listen to this, Romans 6, 14. Slightly out of sequence, yeah, Sean, sorry about that. But anyway, it says, For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under law, but under grace. Sin will not be your master, because you're not under law, you're under grace. <clears throat> so when your focus is on the law, sin becomes your master. Sin will sting you and make you numb and put toxins in you and cause you to feel destroyed and negative and broken. But when you focus on grace and on the gift of righteousness and you speak it out of your heart and you remind yourself of grace, of the gift of righteousness, the Spirit of the Lord will bring impulses on the inside of you. He'll reveal to you that you're a treasured son and daughter of the Most High God and that God is not counting your sins against you, but He's seeing you as righteous and you'll lift your head up high and the anointing will come on your life and He will include you in His treasures in his inheritance, not just when you get to heaven, but in this life now, you'll walk in the power of the blessing because that is walking uh, in the Spirit. Now, I want to read two scriptures here that really do show us uh, about inheritance and how we receive inheritance when we walk in the Spirit and we don't walk in the flesh. Walking in the flesh is focusing on the law condemnation, but we walk in the Spirit. And I want you to see that people who walk in the Spirit are going to attract their inheritance and blessing, fruitfulness and favor and joy. It says those that live in the Spirit, in Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control. So I want you to see now that the flesh, walking in the flesh, in, is so clear in the new covenant. None of us can be confused about it uh, once we see clearly the context of the new covenant, how simple it is. Walking in the flesh has got everything to do with the law, old covenant concepts. And I want to say this in the most gentle, gracious way. Anytime we depend on anything, if we depend on our flesh, if we're confident in our flesh, if we're confident in relying on ourselves, we are not walking in the Spirit, and we're going to lose out on our inheritance and the blessing of God. And so, so the New Covenant makes it very clear that if you are focused on any Old Covenant concepts, you are going to be walking in the flesh. And let me say this gently, that includes religious calendars. And I have to say this because this seems to trick a lot of people. Let me tell you, the devil is not stupid. He's evil, but he's cunning. He doesn't just tell you to run out there and go and sin. He knows you, you, you will pick that up. He knows that you will realize, no, I, can't, I shouldn't just run out there and sin. But he will trick you to come under the law because he knows once you come under the law, You'll have the sting of death attacking you because the, the law is the power of sin. And so once that sting of death starts attacking you, you, st you, you, you lose the blessing, you lose the walk in the spirit, you lose the flow of the anointing. Um, and so, so he will use the most subtle and clever things. And so the new covenant says that if and warns that if we as new covenant believers walking in the spirit, 
If we go back even to religious calendars, religious calendars will bring you back into the flesh because it's an old covenant concept that restricts and limits the freedom that the new covenant gives. Old covenant calendars make certain days of the year more special than other days. Old covenant calendars make special months of the year more special than any other days. Listen, the Feast of Tabernacles and all of these many feasts had their day before the cross. That if you make those days it more special than any other day. Listen, Passover is no more special than any other day. In Christ, in the new covenant, we don't, we're not living under Passover. At, at, on the day of Passover, when Jesus was sitting just before he went to the cross, he did not say, this is the meal of Passover. He said to his disciples, this is the blood of the new covenant. So we don't, we don't go by the blood of an of a animal lamb. We don't go by old covenant festivals and special days and Sabbath. We say in the new covenant, there's no holy calendars. In Christ, in the blood, in the spirit of God, every day is a holy day. Every day for us is a day of victory. No day is more special. There's no, you know, people celebrate Easter and that's fine. But listen, you don't need to celebrate Easter if you don't want to. You don't need to celebrate Christmas Day and all of those things. Christ was born. Christ was raised from the dead. Resurrection power is not to be celebrated on one day a year. Every day is resurrection power. Every day is a blessing of Jesus ascended to the Father. There are no special days. There are no special places. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are holy. You are the one. And in the new covenant, if you go back to calendars, if you go back to celebrating special days, you are going to end up walking in the flesh again and losing the flow of the Spirit and the power of miracles, healings, and life. All people that practice religious calendars, religious laws and rules are walking in the flesh. So they're focusing on the wrong thing. But focus on the finished work of the cross. Focus on the, the grace of God. Focus on the gift of righteousness. Focus on every single day is holy and special. There are no more special days. Every day is a day of walking and living in the Spirit. You don't do certain things because of a calendar. You do things because of the gift of righteousness, focusing on grace and the love of God, and you've been led by the Spirit and moved in the power of the Spirit. So listen to what Paul says here in Galatians Chapter 4, and it's very strong language, and I want you to hear this very carefully. Uh, it's a long reading, but you'll have it up on the screen there. In Galatians chapter 4, reading from verse 1 to verse 11, what I'm saying is that as long as the heir is a child, he is no different from a slave. Though he owns the whole estate, he is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also, when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of this world. He's saying before we came into grace and into the new covenant, we were under the law. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those 
under the law that we might receive the full rights, that we might receive the full rights of sons. Because you are sons, God sent the spirit of a son into our hearts. The spirit that calls out, Abba, Father. So you are a son. God made you also as an heir. Now listen to this. Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not gods. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable principles? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that somehow have wasted my efforts on you. Paul is using some very strong language there. And it's very clear that he's saying, if you go back to the old covenant calendars and you go back to the law, you are not going to be walking in the spirit. You're going to be walking in the flesh. And in the flesh, you cannot live in the flesh and hope to be healed. You cannot live in the flesh and hope to experience the anointing. You cannot live in the flesh and hear the voice of God. You cannot live in these old covenant concepts and walk with the supernaturals of the Spirit of God. You have to know 100%. You are free from all of those calendars, all of those religious days, special seasons and events. You're free from the condemnation of the law. All of that is taken off you and away from you. In fact, I want us to just quickly look here at Philippians uh, chapter 3. This is a very, very, very powerful scripture. And Paul is talking about everything of the old covenant that was circumcision uh, uh, in the wrong place. There's a circumcision of the heart. And he's saying here, he's warning that if you practice anything from the old covenant, you are walking in the flesh and you're not going to walk in the spirit. Look at this in Philippians chapter 3 from verse 2. Paul says, watch out for those dogs, those men who do evil, those mutilators of the flesh, because they want to circumcise men in their 20s, 30s when they get converted to Christ, and now they want to circumcise Christians physically, and Paul is saying, no, that's old covenant, that's the flesh. Your heart's been circumcised. You have a new spirit, and the spirit of God's on the inside of you, and you live in the spirit. Don't go back to these people that are like dogs and mutilate the flesh with old covenant concepts that are canceled now by the cross. He says, for it is we who are the circumcision, meaning in the heart, we who worship by the Spirit of God, who glory in Christ Jesus, and who put no confidence in the flesh. We put no confidence in the flesh. We put no confidence in religious practices, religious laws, religious calendars. We put no confidence in the flesh. And Paul says, I myself have reason for such confidence. If anyone else thinks he has reasons to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. And then Paul speaks about all his Jewish, being Hebrew of Hebrew. He talks about being a Pharisee and circumcised on the eighth day. And he said, now in the new covenant, I consider all of that rubbish. I consider all of that dung, he said, because none of that can help me in the new covenant. That will bring me back into the flesh. Religious calendars, thinking of old covenant concepts, don't play with that. Paul is saying, move 
to focus on the gift of righteousness. He continues in Philippians 3. I'm not going to read it because it's there on your screen, but I'm not going to read the rest of it because I don't want to burn up too much time. But these are, these are little, little details that people do not realize. If you play with anything of old covenant concepts, you are going back to walking in the Spirit. In fact, Paul, in, in, uh, in that scripture we read earlier uh, from Galatians chapter 1 to verse 11, he said, you're coming under the power of things that are not God, but they're trying to be God's. These are the spirit of this world and of this age. And he says, look, I want to go back there, and I'm just going to just remind you that this is a very important point. He says, formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not God. Now, verse 9 of Galatians 4, he says, but now that you know God, now that you're born again, or rather are known by God, and you're in the new covenant, you're in the Spirit, you're in grace, you're in the gift of righteousness, you're living in the Spirit. Then he says, how is it that you're turning back? You see, you're going down towards, you're facing towards your vision of greatness, and then you turn back to these inferior old covenant things. He said, how is it that you're turning back to those weak and miserable principles? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? Now, when Paul says those weak and miserable principles, the original language yeah, in the New Covenant, which is the Greek language, ancient Greek, weak and miserable principles, these are the Greek words, asthenis, pagos, stoic, chayon. Asthenis, pagos, stoic, chayon. Why are you turning back to asthenis, pagos, stoic, chayon? Now the word asthenis, asthenis means to be sick, stenis, and then pagos means to develop a beggar's mentality, to feel miserable and poor. And stoyak chayan, it's got the ch there in the Greek, stoyak chayan, it means you're coming under a system of striving because you feel like a sick, destitute beggar. How many Christians today are walking around under Aesthenes, Pagos, Stoia, Chayan. These are corrupted spirits of this world system. And Paul is saying, you were introduced to living in the spirit, living in the gift of righteousness, living fully in grace. Now you're going back to these evil spirits that operate in Hong Kong, operate in Australia, operate around the world that hate grace, hate the anointing, hate people walking in the Spirit, because once a congregation like City Church, and what is happening in a beautiful way to City Church, once the entire congregation refuses to go back to the flesh, back to these old covenant calendars and concepts, and give them any credit at all, we reject them for the new covenant. They were okay for their time, but now in the new covenant, if you go back to those things, they are weak and miserable principles that will have you walking in the flesh again and not in the spirit. So here's something that's very important. If you want to break free from any of these uh, miserable principles that make people depressed, make them feel like they're beggars and they lost their inheritance because they went back to the flesh, if you want to 
stay free. One of the, if, if, you want, if, you've, if you're stuck in those things, if you get stuck under those things, just remember the greatest thing you need to walk in is that you need to break condemnation off your life. The Bible says in Romans 8 verse 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those that are in Christ. Condemnation will keep you in the flesh. Focusing on the law, it will sting you. It will, it will cause you to feel numb. It will cause you to feel toxic and poisonous. The law will sting you with the power of death. And so when you're free from the law, the, the, you start living in the Spirit. The way to get free is to get free from condemnation. Because condemnation will keep you in the flesh and I'll keep you in the same patterns of sin and, 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 and frustration and insecurities and anger and bitterness, whatever. Listen, when Jesus, when they brought to Jesus a woman who had been caught in adultery and they were ready to stone her and they were trying to catch Jesus out. We know this. It's all in John 8. And Jesus turns to this woman. First, he protects her from death. He protects her from these men that want to kill her with stones. And he protects her and stops them killing her by his wisdom. He exposes them for their fraudulency and their hypocrisy and exposes them that they are living hypocritically. And so they all go away. And then he says to woman, where are your accusers? And she says, they're gone. He says, well, neither do I accuse you. I do not condemn you. Go your way and sin no more. Notice Jesus did not start off by saying, stop sinning. That's what religion does. It just says stop sinning. But people don't know how to stop sinning. Jesus says, woman, there is no condemnation. I do not accuse you. See, once people are set free from condemnation and the law and the sting of death that's in the law, they are empowered to walk in the Spirit. And the longer you walk in the Spirit you find yourself progressively, stage by stage, getting freer and freer from depression, from feelings of, I'm just a beggar, feelings that I'm just cut off from God. And you begin to have a confidence because you're not focusing on the law. You're not focusing on condemnation. You're not focusing on your failures. You're focusing on the gift of righteousness. You're focusing on the fullness of grace and the fullness of God's love for you. You're not focusing on trying to be right with God through keeping religious calendars and celebrating Jewish festivals. That is a deception, and Paul warns severely, don't do this. This will take you back into the flesh. Focus this way. I am not under the law. I'm not under old covenant calendars. I don't need to celebrate them. And I am focusing on simple gift of righteousness, the grace of God. And as I focus on Jesus and freedom and no condemnation, the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit comes upon your life daily and you walk in the Spirit and you live in the Spirit. And we just read those who live in the Spirit are not under the law. As soon as we stop living in the Spirit, we are going back to living under the flesh. Okay. So let me just now close by just looking at a few things here very quickly. Whatever is born of the Spirit is free and full of the anointing. Whatever is born of the flesh is in slavery. 
Whatever is born of the Spirit is free and full of the anointing. Whatever is born of the flesh is in slavery. And those people who walk in the flesh, they will criticize, persecute, and oppose those born in the Spirit. Jesus was constantly attacked by religious people. I was having my hair cut here uh, just yesterday. Uh, a lady was cutting it, an Aussie lady, first time I'd met her. And uh, she asked me, she said, uh, so what do you do for a living? And I said, well, I'm a, I'm a pastor. And she said, oh, I don't, I don't believe in that, that, that. I don't believe in politics or religion. I'm not into that religious stuff. I said, Jesus was not, never into religion. I said, he was so free and so full of grace and so full of wisdom that the religious people hated him. The religious people attacked him. And, and, and she, she was so surprised that I had, I had not tried to defend religion. I exposed religion, that Jesus came to bring life and life more abundantly so that we can walk in the Spirit and be free from religious calendars and religious dictates and religious laws and rules and principles and that make us weak and just in the flesh. But this makes us full of walking in the supernaturals of God. And so whatever's born of the flesh is in slavery and it will criticize, persecute, and oppose what is born of the Spirit. So I want you to look at uh, Galatians chapter 4. Um, we're nearly finished here. I want you to see this. Uh, there's some very, very powerful insights here. I want you to see a son, uh, those born of flesh, those born of Spirit. Those who walk in the flesh, those who walk in the Spirit. So um, it says here in Galatians 4, 22. It should be up on your, your screen for it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by, the, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born in the ordinary way. Flesh is just ordinary. There's nothing supernatural about flesh. It's just ordinary. Religion is just ordinary. It's got nothing from heaven, nothing from revelation, nothing by the power of God. It's just ordinary. It's flesh. The son by the slave woman was born in the ordinary way, but his son born by the free woman was born, as, was born as the result of a promise. And then if you go to verse 28, and we read right down to chapter 5, verse 1, I want you to see this now. Just follow carefully with me. Now you brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. City church, you are like Isaac. You are children of promise. You're not ordinary. You're extraordinary. You walk in the Spirit. You're supernatural. Verse 20 said, At that time, the son born in the ordinary way persecuted the son born by the power of the Spirit. It is the same way now today, Paul says. But what does the Scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman. In other words, get rid of this mentality out of any church. Get rid of this slave mentality of being under the law and religious calendars. Get rid of the slave woman and her son. Get rid of a mentality. For the slave woman's son will never, ever, people who are facing this way, living in the flesh, they will never walk in the inheritance of God. For the slave woman and his son 
For the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. Therefore, brothers, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. Verse five, verse one, chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Verse 4. You who are trying to be justified by law have been alienated from Christ and you have fallen away from grace. You are now facing walking in the flesh, fallen away from grace, still trying under the law, walking in the flesh. And you're under that stoic chayan pagos, uh, miserable principles of this fallen world. But this way you're walking, facing grace, the gift of righteousness. You're walking in the anointing. You've been led by the Spirit. And you are getting more and more victories. The power of God's increasing on your life. And you're seeing the manifestation of fruit, of favor, of inheritance. Now, you see, it's like um, Abraham... You know, he just he, he wanted a child, and Sarah wasn't getting pregnant. And so he just thought, well, I'll just go in the flesh with Hagar, my servant girl. Now, this is what happens to any of us. We want to see God's will happen. We want to see the miracles. Some, some pastors want to see their church grow. And so if it's not growing fast enough, then they will choose the flesh. They'll try and make the church grow by promising people uh, all kinds of things and doing certain things that are just fleshy things. People try to solve problems by going this way and doing things in the flesh. And you can do things in the flesh. You can build empires in the flesh. You can build great religious organization and have great crowds. But if they're all going in the flesh, it is death. It's going nowhere. There's, There's no inheritance from heaven, no anointing, no supernatural. And Abraham tried to hurry up the pace. Abraham tried to make the promise happen faster. Our God said to us, I'll establish a move of the Spirit in Hong Kong that will touch the world. And let me tell you, Abraham had to wait 40 years. And so some people, oh, if the move of the Spirit isn't happening quick enough, we'll go in the flesh and try to make it happen quicker. It doesn't. It just makes more problems. you just got to be patient and stay focused in grace, the gift of righteousness. So Abraham went into the flesh, and he had sex with his servant girl, and produced Ishmael, which means the one who causes trouble. And anything you produce in the flesh, walking in the flesh, is Ishmael, and is going to cause you trouble. It's going to be a hungry monster that you have to keep feeding it, because now it's a big burden. And the Bible says, get rid of the Ishmael thinking, get rid of the, the Haggai thinking, get rid of fleshy thinking and produce by the supernatural, produce fruit, produce church growth by the Spirit and by the anointing of God. But the, here's the thing that is amazing to me, that Ishmael, born of the flesh, persecuted Isaac, he was born by the Spirit and power of the Spirit, he was born by the miraculous, the flesh persecuted Isaac, the one born of the Spirit. But here's the thing, and I'm closing out. In Genesis 22, God says to Abraham, Take your only son, Isaac, the, the son who you love, and sacrifice him. Go to Mount Moriah and sacrifice him. Now, many people read that and they don't notice. God said, Take 
your only son. But hold on. The Bible says, God, that Abraham had two sons. He had Isaac and he had Ishmael. But Ishmael was born of the flesh. And so God wasn't even acknowledging what Abraham had because it was born of the flesh. For him, Ishmael was not born of the spirit. He was born of the flesh. So God actually didn't even acknowledge him. Here's the good thing. Things that we've made mistakes in by walking in the flesh and the, the, the fruit, the wrong fruit that comes from walking in the flesh, God in his grace will not even acknowledge that. He's not going to judge you for that. He's not going to condemn you for that. He's going to honor what was born in the spirit. He honored Isaac. Isaac means joy. Isaac means happiness. And I tell you, this is the thing to live your life. Living in the Spirit, focusing on the gift of righteousness, focusing on grace, living free from the law, living in the Spirit. You will produce things that God will acknowledge and honor. Things that you produced in the flesh, God's not going to keep you condemned. He doesn't even acknowledge them. He doesn't even think about them. He, did, he never brought it up to Abraham. He said, bring your only begotten son, your only son. He didn't even acknowledge Ishmael as a son because it was born of the flesh. God doesn't honor anything in our lives that was born of the flesh. He forgets about it. But what is born of the Spirit, He will honor. And of course, God stopped Abraham from sacrificing Isaac. And there was the great exchange of now God's going to bring His own Son into the world. So here's the thing. Learning to walk in the Spirit is something you practice every day. Always be watching your mind. Always be thinking Am I thinking of religious calendars? Am I thinking of law, what I can do, relying on my flesh, my ability, my talents? Or are you thinking about grace, righteousness, the Father's love, and being led by the Spirit? For the Spirit will lead you into the blessing, into the power, into the anointing. And increasingly, you will see greater and greater inheritance, blessings coming into your life. So City Church... Reminding you of things we've talked about for nearly 18 years. Reminding, refreshing, reinforcing, and building in stronger and stronger to be alert. Because I can promise you, every one of you have been exposed to people from around the world and from within Hong Kong that are trying to bring you back under those weak and miserable principles of this world. They're trying to bring you into calendars. They're trying to make you spiritual, but it's fleshy. Do not go into the fleshy. Walk into the Spirit. And see, nobody, unless they're born again by the Spirit, can go to heaven. So there are millions of Christians who go to church, but they are fleshy. They've never been born again. And so if you've never received Jesus into your life and said, Lord, by the Spirit, I want to be born again and come alive in Christ, you can be born again just by saying, Jesus, come into my life, and he will circumcise your heart. And put in a new heart, and you'll walk in the grace and the power of God. So let me say this in, 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 in closing for the very last time. You know, when we go back into the flesh and we walk in the flesh, we do not lose our salvation. Please hear this. When you walk in the flesh, you do not lose your salvation. But what you do lose is your inheritance. Because when you walk this way in the Spirit, God adds to your life inheritance, blessing, fruitfulness, and great, great access to the treasures of God. 
But when you stop walking in the Spirit and you go back to walking in the flesh because someone brings you back under the law or brings you back under condemnation, when you start going this way, you do not lose your salvation. If you're born again, you're going to heaven. But if you walk in the flesh, you will lose your inheritance and the flow of the supernatural and miracles and healing will dry up. Healings and miracles and the flow of the anointing will stop if you walk this way in the flesh. But if you keep walking this way, focusing on the blessing and the goodness of God, you and no condemnation, you will see the anointing increasing on your life. You will see the power of God coming on you. So, Father, in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I pray for City Church International Hong Kong right now that that they will increase in revelation and in wisdom, illumination, enlightenment, and light to know how simple it is to walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh. And so those who walk in the Spirit are not under the law. They do not have the sting of the law. They're not numbed by the pain of toxins stinging them with death. They are walking in the Spirit, and they're walking in liberty, and they're walking in freedom. Even when fleshy people come and try to deceive you or criticize you or oppose you like Ishmael did to Isaac, even when they come and do that, rejoice and delight and stay free, walking in the Spirit, never under the fleshy things of old covenant concepts. Always stay free following the gift of righteousness, the grace of God, the love of God, and the anointing will keep increasing on you. And you will overcome sin more and more. You'll overcome sickness and disease. You'll overcome poverty. And you'll find the wealth and the treasures and the blessing and the favor and the fortunes of God, the favor of God, the the, the abundance of God, His blessing, His prosperity, increasing on your life. He will promote you into greatness as you walk in this way. So God bless you. We love you and look forward to seeing you again sometime in Hong Kong. Love from Glenda and I from Australia. See you. Bye.